We're trapped now, aren't we? Yes, we're trapped. So this is it. We're going to die. Yes. Except... No. Wait a minute. What's this switch? What? Where? No, I was only fooling. We are going to die after all. You know, it's at times like this when I'm trapped in a Fogon airlock with a man from Beetlejuice and about to die of asphyxiation in deep space that I really wish I'd listened to what my mother told me when I was young. Why? What did she tell you? I don't know. I didn't listen. Hello and welcome along, Fling fans, to another exciting instalment of the Two Drunk Flings podcast. It's Mike here, so if you would please allow me to usher you warmly in through the front door of episode 4.5. This week, it's a NAF and Leicester Blood Bowl League special. After starting my journey into the world of Blood Bowl in episode 3.5, this time around I'll be continuing the adventure by accompanying Liam to one of the global pinnacles in the world of Blood Bowl tournaments, the NAF tournament, and I'll be checking out what life is like for those coaches who prefer to experience their crippling and yet life-affirming demoralisations on a more weekly basis when I visit the guys and girl of the Leicester Blood Bowl League. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show and head over to the official NAF tournament on what was a very sunny bank holiday weekend in Nottingham. Hello Fling fans and welcome to the NAF at the De Vere Orchard Hotel in the grounds of Nottingham University in the very floral Nottingham as it is now on this bright sunny day. It's the 5th of May, just arrived. Drive-in is down a tree-lined road which is very Nottingham, Sherwood Foresty type Robin Hood feel to it and it's absolutely stunning. So, we're going to have a quick check out what's going on. Welcome along. Here we are, just trying to find Liam. It's a massive conference centre, just full of tables. With Liam, you generally tend to hear him before you see him, but a few familiar faces as we're walking around. Seeing Hugh over there, Dee Dan, from the Double Schools podcast. This is huge. It didn't take too long to spot the big man, who had just finished his second game and was outside enjoying a spot of sunshine and a cold beer with Rick from Iron Golems, along with another of his blood bowling Spanish compatriots, Freddy. There he is. I'm not retarded. This is mine. This is him, Rick. Hey, Rick. Unfortunately, fellow Iron Golem Lucas couldn't make it over for the tournament, but speaking to Rick and Freddie throughout the day was fascinating. After a quick chat with the guys, it was on to the third and final matchup of day one. Liam, being still in his year of the flings, had taken his halfling team along with two treemen, Deep Root Strong Branch, and Puggy Bacon Breath. Having won one and lost one in his first two matches, Liam found himself pitted in a stunty grudge match against a very familiar rival, in the form of Adrian. I sat with Adrian to watch the game and find out a bit more about his team, which was a scary-ass looking bunch of goblins. As proceedings got underway. Warning! The following segment contains a man being emotionally destroyed by the popular game commonly known as Blood Bowl. Discretion is advised. So we're here at the NAF tournament, and uh, this is game three of day one. Uh, we're here with Liam, who's over the other side of the table. I'm currently sat with Adrian, who is his game three. Adrian, what are you playing today? I've got goblins today, so we've got a, a stunty off right at the moment. Prefer goblins to flings just because they're a bit more devious. 
you get weaponry. Bombers and bombers and chainsaws, is it? chainsaws and we've got ball and chains. Yeah, so the idea is, you know, you, you're just trying to do damage. He's gone back with the ball. He's, he's hiding. He's hiding from a load of small green little men. He's uh, setting up a wall of trees. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, he set up his trees. Look at that. What a girl. <laughs> As you've done that, that's fine. I'm going to try and stand up my, my troll that you knocked down horribly. There we go. Awful when a troll doesn't do anything you want it to do. Yeah, it just ends up being stupid the whole time. Bonehead, is it? Really stupid. Oh, really stupid. Too. So he needs someone next to him to prod him, to tell him to do something, <laughs> otherwise he just won't do it. Starts with me to go on. Bomber's throwing a bomb. He is throwing it now. <laughs> and he's going there. I've just put a bomb in the middle of his lovely little cage of men. So, scatter. Scatter three times, eight. Two. Four. Back That's where it started. Right in the middle. So, now we start rolling for people to fall over. No. Puggy, yes. Puggy's down. Nope. Trees, nope. Other tree, yes. And halfling, yes. So, yep, those two and Puggy. So we, we start rolling armour. It's got Mighty Blow. So Pugster, six, seven. And he's dead. Foggy's yeah. dead. The tree. Turn one. Through. Dead. Treemed oh dead. God. Oh, this is... This is turn one. <laughs> Final one, six. He's out. Dead! Three people down, three people dead. We turn one. First turn, three dead. Yeah, so that's that's pretty. That bomber has done nothing for two games. Zero. And then in one and turn. And then in one turn he's just take, killed three players, including a tree and the star. Oh that dear. is immense. Immense stuff. Right, I've now just got to try and capitalise on it. And I'm not exactly sure how I'm gonna do that right now. This is so bad. That's probably the worst thing that could ever happen to a big player losing a tree and puppy in one turn. I, I tell you what, that's probably the worst thing I've ever had. And I knew Adrian was going to do it. It's the first time he's I love done it. anything. I love it. <laughs> you can't hide your smile. You're not allowed to smile at your opponent when it goes wrong. So that was the end of turn one, and uh, Liam lost yeah. four, four players. One tree in the dead and injured. Yeah, a tree, two flings, and puggy. It's probably the best turn of blood bowl I've ever had in my entire life, especially on turn one. And it's crippling. It's crippling for a halfling team to lose four players one turn. And yeah, and to a Mickey Mouse play of a bomb, really. He's a, it he's did land perfectly in the middle of his yes, little group. Yes, it did. There. Yeah. Um, and from there, I think the plan, Liam's plan, was throw a fling into your half, try and take out some of your weapons early on. Yeah. Well, that's it. You want to try and get the weaponry off and force me to use bribes. So then I have to make a choice: do I take them off? Do I keep them on? What do I do with them? And then I have to bring on normal goblins, which obviously isn't as good as having a ball and chain yeah. on the pill. We'll see how it all pans out. Oh, he's bringing out new dice. 
He's, he's, got, he's, he's gone big it's the already. Green he's gone the green dice. So um, Liam, that was that was your worst turn ever, right? Yep. Ever. For the history of all my Blood Bowl games, that was by far the worst thing that could happen ever. Now, it's worth quickly mentioning that Liam was sat next to Blood Bowl legend JTY, and it was around about this point, in response to Liam's assertions that this was the worst thing that could possibly happen, that JTY offered these words of wisdom. Don't say that, he said. Things can always get worse. You're goddamn right. He is a wise, wise man indeed. This isn't over by a long way. These goblins may just implode. Yeah, I'm still in the game. Still in the game. Still in the game. We're hoping for a result with... As few players left on the pitch as possible in yeah, terms of Liam. Yeah, yeah. I, well, now I've got four off, my plan is to simply keep taking people off. So, after a very eventful turn one, things were already looking pretty grim for Liam and his flings, but as Adrian had left the table to make a quick dash to the little goblins room, it appeared that all was not lost, as Liam shared his thoughts and his latest game plan. Basically what's happened is I've got five in the casualty box. Everything he's throwing at the ball is failing now. And my team's only just holding up. What he doesn't know is that I've got it set up. All I need to do is blitz that guy, get the ball, pass it to that three men and throw it. He's got all his weapons on the pitch. It's just bad news. It's been a very bad first turn. Over the next few turns, both teams tried and failed to pick up the ball a number of times, but despite his fantastically awful first turn and things still not going entirely his way, Liam's plan seemed to be working. His blitz on the ball carrier had been successful, he was now in possession of the ball and plotting a route to the end zone. So this game is going backwards and forwards at the moment. Liam's had another death. Another death on the team. And he's basically had one option which was to blitz the ball carrier. And he's managed it. And he's caught the ball. And he's caught the ball. And with that, Liam made his move, needing two go-for-its, easy enough you'd think, followed by a throw teammate for the play to succeed. But, like the old saying goes, when man plans, God laughs. Cue not fault. <laughs> go for it, go for it, and throw it. Go on then, go for the go for okay. it. Go this, for is, go for it. this is big. So go for it, go for it. He rolls a one. <laughs> Go for it. Go on. One again. Oh, double one. So, where do you want to fall him down? So, he's picked up the ball. He's He's gone through. And he's stunned. No, he's knocked out. He's knocked out. He's knocked out. The ball bounces. Six. We're on turn three, and there's already more happened than in some of my games, dude. (laughs) <laughs> so the green dice are going away again. Right, we're surrounding the ball in a in a in a game we're playing called "Don't Let the Halflings Pick It Up Again." They seem pretty dangerous and annoyed. So turn four over. Several attempts to pick up the ball from both, but as of yet, it keeps scattering everywhere. In an effort to even the numbers up. Liam went for a safe bet using Deep Root to attack a bog-standard goblin. But when things aren't going your way, things really aren't going your way. Yeah. That one goblin. 
double skull, no re-rolls. Kidding me. Right, let's see what Deep Root does. Nine. Oh. You crap yourself, you saw the five. Finally, Liam gets a bit of luck. So that's Liam's turnover. So currently we have five dead, three knocked out, and three in the reserves. Which means, which means there's currently two halflings and two, a tree. Two halflings and a tree left on the pitch. I'm still smiling. <laughs> plus one to smiles, mate. Yeah. <laughs> plus one to smiles. That's, that's it. That's because I'm a bit tipsy. The ball, I think, is covered in butter. It's been dropped so much. Yeah, yeah. I've now got, I've got control of the ball. The ball's now mine. Uh, right. The ball's um, not moved from the middle of the pitch, and four. it's been a, a bit of a traffic jam in the middle. Of the pitch. Turn five. Turn five. Things were now getting desperate. Aleem was pushing luck he didn't have just to try and limit the losses. Yeah, three dice against. <laughs> this is big. He's got. He's gone balls out. He's three dice against a fanatic. I'll have the pushbacks, please, Liam. Wow. Yeah, move one more. That was down ballsy. That was ballsy. He's officially now running away for his life. <laughs> he's already dead. <laughs> Leave him alone. He's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gone to hilarity and chaos. Right. It's turn five. It's only just through the first half. <laughs> Matt, it's moving. Right, let's see if we can move my uh, blocking troll. He's had a great game. He does no. Oh, it's terrible luck. I don't believe the luck I'm having with that troll. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you rolled that one. Yeah, I can't believe I've rolled one. A uh, single one. That's the first one in the game, that's terrible luck, you know. <laughs> Sorry, Liam. Sorry, man. Whenever the god Nuffle is right now, he's laughing. And he's laughing quite hard. <laughs> move the chainsaw over towards him. Liam is basically taking a picture after every turn at the moment. That was the end of his turn six. He's lost yep. another player. Yeah. To a dodge this to time. A dodge, not even like a blitz or a block. No. Yeah. What, what's he got left? So he's got one treeman. One treeman who's take, rooted. To just take a route. <laughs> and he's got one sure foot halfling who might just be being hit in a minute by a beautiful, beautiful fanatic. Um, let me just see how the spares are. I've never actually seen what happens if all the players end up dead. Pay close attention here, children. This bit may come in useful later on. Well, there's, there's a couple of things that can happen if all the men go off and there's no one else to play. I can either score near enough immediately and then we reset, or I hold the time out and then score when I want. And now I'm gonna move Fungus, so he's just moving randomly. Six, four, Three. Good lad. Now a five or six would be nice. That'd be perfect, thank you very much. Sir. <laughs> uh, Fungus has just moved as if he was a normal player. That's that's just generally awesome. Let's see if my troll will move. He's got no one next to him, so it's only a four plus. I'm guessing he will. He's loving it, he's loving it. It's another six. Right, oh, one, five. two, three, four. Hello. Hello, cutie pie. 
Right. So oh, actually, we'll, we'll move him there. Two players on the pitch. This has got to be the luckiest Adrian's ever been. Ever been. And the um, unluckiest Liam has ever been. Your turn seven, Liam. <laughs> he looks... What can I do, eh? I'm gonna... I've never seen a man so... Absolutely desolated by Blood Bowl. He's, he's striking from that tip. Of course of, you are. Just a figure of Can I have the skull, man. please, Liam? Now, this counts as a casualty because he's just hit a fanatic in the face and the fanatic's kicked him back. So, let's see if he dies. Through on an 11. And I got mighty blow with this. He's dead. Leave me alone. So, let's just recap. Let's how many, recap. How okay. many players do you have on the field? One. One player. What, who's that player? You need to kill me. You need to get me off the pitch. Who, who's the player that's on the pitch? It's the tree man who's, who's rooted. Who's rooted. So... You, you've wasted my fungus, the loon, moving all the way down your end. You sod. <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad. This is purely not... This can't be coincidence. Who have you upset? I know. I want you to kill the tree man. I want you to actually... Completely pitch clear me. Pitch clear me. <laughs> I've never been pitch clear before, and he's gone and hit him. <laughs> oh no, I go straight to armour with mighty blow. No! So he just gets hit. So turn eight was basically the tree was down, his one player that had taken root was down. So, yeah. And then the final turn eight for Adrian was a touchdown. Which took us to the midway break. After a quick trip to the bar and some professional grief counselling for Liam, we reconvened shortly afterwards to get the second half underway. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Need, I need a sub. <laughs> and you set up. Where you go, so, Sam? It's 11 versus 5. Hoggy's dead. Yeah. He's got one treeman back. Yeah. Well, not back. He was taken root. And Deep Root didn't come back. So it's basically four flings and a treeman. Yeah. Versus uh, 11 very, very homicidal. Very homicidal goblins. Goblins. The only bit of mercy that Adrian's shown is he's taken his bomber off. And that's because I didn't have enough bribes. That was simply because I didn't have enough bribes. Get the ref, another bribe. This is the best game ever. Goblins win, goblins win. Basically, anything that could go for Adrian is is going for Adrian. Stole my wife. <laughs> I'm still living with your wife as well, didn't you know? So, just in case you missed that, Adrian basically said, I've taken off the bomber because I've not got enough bribes. The uh, next the next thing he did was get a, get a bribe. Yeah, six, he's all right. So... I think someone's listening to this game and someone is having a right old laugh. Yay! With the second half seemingly going in precisely the same direction as the first, our little spectacle was now attracting a little bit of a following. JTY, having finished his game at the next table, had now joined to watch along with his other half, Ruth, to witness this soon-to-be historic event. We rejoin the action a couple of turns into the second half where we find Liam in possession of the ball, a few good men and a cunning plan. I have a cunning plan. To equalise and pull the game back from the brink. For the time being, however, Adrian seems fairly content to continue massacring halflings like Saruman scouring the Shire. I've got, I've got one more move if he doesn't hit him and doesn't break the armour. 
Seven. Mighty blow. Ten. Get him off. It's dead? Dead. Dead, dead, Jim. It was worse than dead, dead, Jim. Liam's officially run out of room in his dead box. <laughs> Oh no, sorry. Um, right, okay. Um, my block troll is going to hit your poor halfling that sat next to two trolls and the goblin. He says yes, so that's five, so three dice. Three dice. There's always three. And I'm down. Come on, completely destroy me. At least give me that dignity where I have nothing left. Six through. Mighty blow on this. Dead. <laughs> Look at that! Okay, let's do a quick count. How many are in the dead box, please? Two, four, six, eight, ten are in the dead box. Ten are in the dead box. Only one of them was a failed touch. I think the most dodge. casualties going towards you. So yeah, I think you might do. Nine um, casualties. Right, um, I'm, I'm going to... No, one was a dodge, failed no, dodge. One was a dodge. Oh, yeah. You know when our good friend here said, don't say that, yeah. it can get worse. Yeah. It can get worse. Yeah. You're so right. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, look at that, I'm doing all right. Not bad. I think I'm going to be definitely going to be a bit And, yeah. So I'm going to stand him up, right? Check this out. So I'm going to throw it. With this tree down here. Right, so take room. And he's going to throw in. And he throws in. He's not far away. Eight. So, yep. Five. It's not looking good. Four. He's got to stick the landing on a six. Denied. One. He's just broken the armor on a double six. Is he dead, Liam? Right. How are you doing? You're right. He's dead! Yes! <laughs> the one bites the oh, dust. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Right. This is the worst ever. Well, you get a tree men, Poggy, and two blinks in turn one. The only thing that I can say is, is good job is not in the league. Yeah. <laughs> With Adrian now in possession of the ball, he decided to showboat just a little and caged up his ball carrier against Liam's two remaining players. <laughs> I'm caging up. <laughs> yeah. You're caging up for. Well, I'm now going to hit uh, you, so. Go on. Yeah, Ow. pitch clear me. Come on, pitch clear me. Get it done and over with. Unbelievable. Armour is six through. Yeah, it's through. Oh, he's Not for long. I sense a foul. I sense a foul. Pitch clear me. Come on. I'm trying. Put me out of my misery. Next time, it's on. I can't believe you put Oh, why yeah. not go for it? Yeah. Go for it. He rolls a one. Oh, three roll, three roll, three roll. Yes, three or four for the hit. Oh, I'm not doing it again. It was too dicey. How do you make a grown man cry? Like this. Like this. As Liam's two remaining players were both stunned, his turn four saw only the facing up of the halfling's final stalwarts. Adrian, however, saw an opportunity to ruthlessly kick the treeman while he was down. Uh, yeah. So, I'll turn away, My yo, right, turn five. 
feel like crying. I got a bad feeling about this. Feel like crying. Right, I'm going to attempt to fail with the chainsaw. One, two, three, four, five, six. Go for it, go for it. Two go for it to get next to him. One. To get next to him. Plus six to the armour. Double four. He sent off. But it was also bad news for Liam Streeman, who was knocked out. One more. One more. One more. You'll go. He can get up now. I can. And I'm going to turn five. Standing up. Running away. Please fail this. Yay! And I'm running away! You scum. <laughs> You're gonna make me chase you down. Goblins are faster than you are. Right, running away. Running away. Here he comes. There we go, just, just surround him again for the funds. He's through. Okay. Now he's. Surprise, motherfucker. Seven, eight, knocked out. Bye bye. Yeah, my first pitch clear. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you very much. What a proud moment. <laughs> what a proud moment. As it's now my turn, seven, I'll score. Oh, oh no. Uh, I'll wait to turn eight. A few moments later. Turn eight and I'll score. Thanks, Liam. <laughs> Where's Liam? Taxi for Liam. That was horrible. And with that, the game, and Liam's tortuous nightmare, was finally over. The score was 2-0, but so many stunty souls either lost their lives or functionality of their limbs slash branches as a result of that fateful day's events. With Liam already edging towards the bar again, I quickly grabbed a word with the victorious coach, Adrian, to get his thoughts on what turned out to be an overpowering victory. So, thanks very much, Adrian. Uh, did no you enjoy that? Yeah, it was, it's a fun game. You know, it's awful for Liam. He's, you know, he's calm and he's... He's just had no luck, he's and everything he's done has failed, or I've killed him. Yeah, he's only travelled 20 miles, so you know. Yeah, yeah, he's a local boy, so it's fine. He'll go home and sleep that off. Yeah. He seems to have shaken it off already. The the summary of the game was that I think it started in turn one when the bomber killed Puggy, a treeman, and a fling from one bomb, and it just got worse for Liam from there. And you know, I don't think I've ever had a game like that, and I don't think you've ever had a game like that, have you, mate? I've never been pitch cleared. My first ever pitch cleared. Um, it's the second time I've pitch cleared a team with goblins. I've pitch cleared ogres before. Wow. Um, That's not bad. Well, I was just pushing them all the ogres off the field, so uh, okay. they're not injuring, but... That, so, that is quite immense. And so that's the end of day one. Day that's, one. I think we could actually probably make a whole entire podcast of just that game. The probably. That happened. Yeah, probably. Well, mainly it's, the first half. Yeah, the first of the first half. And a pitch clear. It was really competitive for the first five minutes. 
and then he got the ball and he put it in a cage it was like he's in a six man cage and then and then the bomb happened and that was it well done bomber you've earned your stripes for today well I think he's thinking about beer beer definitely after a quick trip to the bar, we headed outside to enjoy our beverages and recover from what had been an incredibly eventful or traumatic game, depending on which of us you spoke to. It was at this point that we met up with Joe and Jip Chipperson, aka Christopher Simmons, aka Stallion, <laughs> who was the official Two Drumflings sponsored coach for the NAF tournament. When we first meet up with the guys, you will notice that Jip seems entirely unfazed by his recent loss to a flings team and is completely at ease with the newly permitted combination of Zara the Slayer and Carla Von Kill that had been so adeptly used by his opponent. The fact that Jip was also wearing a t-shirt sporting a picture of flings on it and was talking to the Two Drunk Flings podcast probably did nothing to improve said ease and unfazedness. So, we join Liam and myself just seconds before Liam receives a bombshell of information which threatens to scupper all of his plans for day two of the NAF. I am Longstride and we are part of the Two Drunk Flings and we are at the NAF. We are at the end of the first day. We join with Joe and Jip. Bye, uh, Yeah, and this is basically, we're just going to talk about how Jip's day has gone because he's just got beat by Flings. Yeah, well... I'm not sure how everyone else has got on. We agreed that we'd all tell each other how we got on at the same time, but I'm just glad I didn't get tabled. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to get tabled. Simply by a study race, like goblins. Um, so yeah, I got beat by Zara and Carla. Not controversial. People are okay with that build. People are fine with Zara and Carla in the same flings team. So I guess we can move on because no one's got a problem with it. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Two block trees as well, but that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. They haven't got blocked tomorrow, though. Huh? There's no doubles tomorrow. No, they got a block today. They're not going to confiscate them, are they? Yeah, tomorrow they do. Nope. What are you talking about? Is it three extra on top? Yeah. Oh, my God. Who's this minder? Everyone oh, yeah, you don't, get, don't, get, you don't get your skills confiscated, do you? Oh, that's what I thought. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> that's what I oh, well, we found one drunk fling already. Oh, there we go. <laughs> what were you thinking? Start again. Well, luckily it all starts I'm again go, tomorrow. I'm, it's I'm just a white have to clean. reprint my day two day. <laughs> 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 well, I'm glad we had this conversation. Oh, that would have been funny. That would have been hilarious. Average day two. Recording. Yeah, day two. How many skills have you got, Longstrider? I got three, like everyone else. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? I've got seven. Accent. I love the Derby accent. <laughs> so I went I, in my first time in the north. I'm on safari. I got my passport, got my jabs, it's got my Euros. <laughs> got I came out, went in a pub. The White Heart, that apparently every Blood Bowl legend goes in. Must have been true, just me and San. Got in and I went, oh, I haven't got any food. Oh, all right, duck. You can't have food in here, but you can order some input down road. And then she called a mum on me. <laughs> anyway, no, the manager, I thought it was the manager she called. Same person. There you go. Same person. Oh, wait, no. Should we accidentally talk about Blood Bowl? As it's a Blood Bowl podcast and not a uh, Cuisine no, of the no, North no. podcast. <laughs> no. Cuisine well, of the North. Was it good, the cuisine? Oh, no, horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> Had some mozzarella sticks. Mike, Blood Bowl's nice guy, proper, stole two yeah. of them and it was only a free pack. Where is Mike, by the way? Uh, probably winning. <laughs> probably playing Zara and Carlo, which is fine if he wants to do that, that's fine. He's a bit worried because, of course, tomorrow the skills set means he's in negative seven skills, I think, if he read it right. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to give all your... You've got to, they confiscate all your skill rings when you come in the door. <laughs> Go hit the reset button. You're out of lives. I sat there. I actually read it going. I can't. They can't take that. I actually read it going. No, I'm just gonna just do the three because it's two, three skills, then two doubles, and then it's like day two, three singles. 
Yeah, so in, like, addition, yeah addition, in addition. In addition. I know, but I didn't read Right, we'll do addition and subtraction next week. We've already penciled in colours and shapes the week after. My first game was against Wood Elves. So I played Wood Elves in my first game. I won 2 1, I think, against SCS Sam. He was really good. He really struggled with his leaping into cages and stuff like that and got the numbers. I've got a 13 man roster with an Apo, so I'm fouling quite a lot. I'm thinking, my, my struggle is with my third skill tomorrow, it's going on a lino. Do I go tackle? Probably not sure hands or dirty player. That's the battle. That's my one I'm not sure about. You've got that many people to battle. You need dirty players. Yeah, but I've been losing a lot of players as well. And my middle game is Necro. There's a lot of Necro here because it's a tier two. Yeah, yeah. Tier two and very How good, very attractive. That's ridiculous. They're You're the first person close. to say that, actually. Well, why are they just as close to Undead? I don't understand it. I said to you earlier, didn't I? I was like, Undead are so fucking good. They're better and than Undead because they've got werewolves. Everyone keeps saying they're better than I don't think they're better than Undead. I'm like, I, I don't Everyone's know. probably right then. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> exactly. You say they're yeah, not, yeah. then that would Probably exactly. Yeah, but I don't think about it. But once they've lost skills in the next, you know, oh tomorrow, yeah, we haven't factored that in. If you lose skills, the issue is everyone gets minus two movement. That's going to be a bit of a pillar. And of course, the, the final rank is done on how long your air is. So it's a weird skill set. People say it's a bit of a weird skill set. I think. But hey, listen, that's enough chubs, baby. It's a, it's a Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> Do blood ball talk. How have your three games been? Mine's been shit. Okay, I know, but, I got a win, but I got pitch cleared, and it was not bad. The same game. Not in the same That's game. Impressive. Was that the same game? I won and got pitch cleared. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, that spoils it a bit. And I lost three skills. <laughs> you lost three what? Skills. Three skills. Yeah, oh, yeah that's horrible. <laughs> I lost three skills that's on a go for it. I should have rolled it. Horrible. <laughs> it's bullshit. Yeah. What have we got here today? We've got your beautiful flings team. Yeah, yeah, beautiful flings team. Yeah, they're All looking right. wonderful. We've also got the World Cup pitch. That is unveiled. I don't think the pictures out though. Is definitely it? is. It's on the table at the back. Please yeah, listen when they're on the mic. They're not calling out for the buffet. <laughs> so what's going on. Yeah, it's a 3D pitch, quite blocky. Oh, but is that I think, 3D pitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't I pity anyone that's got to carry it back in the luggage. That's going to be a bit thinking, of a heavy. Yeah. And the World Cup it's team. Fucking metal. Fucking <laughs> 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 lead pitch. What's this going for the scanners? All these lead pitches getting stopped in customs, and then I'm going to lose them. Yeah, absolutely. Handsome man, your three games. So yeah, Bretonians um, lost the first one to uh, to basically a child. That was fun. Lost two. We say basically a child. He was a child. child. He he beat beat me two one. I love it. Everyone Uh, goes. No, I won, but it was against a child. It's still it's still a win, isn't it? Yeah, mine's the opposite. Mine's lost to a child. So he was playing uh, Chaos Chosen, and by turn five, I'd lost three of my knights, which any Bretonian player knows are basically the guys that you need on the pitch. Ended 2-1, and I think I had four players left. So it was pretty nasty, to be fair. And then I've won the last two. So I played quite a nice Chaos Pack team, and beat them 2-0. And then I've just beaten a Chaos Dwarf team 2-0. So it's going going pretty well, actually. Do you think Brett's under a good coach, like yourself, obviously, because you're here... (laughs) Listen to a child, yes. Could ever win. I think that they, if they're with a good coach, they could potentially do really well. I'm not good enough to say they could win because I'm not good. Brett's but dominated. They are... Someone who just won Reaver with Brett's. They, they start with a lot of skills and very sort of like versatile skills. Are they, still, are they tier two? The tier one. Tier one, yeah, yeah. See, the previous fair. tournament was tier two yeah, and it yeah, made exactly. quite a difference, I think. Yeah, but... Reaver did, because tier two, they won, the guy won. I think, but, yeah. I think third place was uh, Brett's as well. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah tier yeah. one. So the fact you've got four wrestlers to start off with is great. And then your knights are just so quick, and they got—they've all got 
block. They've all got Dauntless. So again, against people like Cows Pact, I'm just hitting them, not fussed. And also, I think it really showed against Locking the Cows Dwarves, because Dwarves are very much, you know, I hit you, I advance, I hit you, I advance, because I've got Fend on the front. Fend, yeah, 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 yeah. Just prevent that happening, and also against Frenzy. Really powerful. I've hit what I wanted to do already. Lose to a child. <laughs> but yeah, lose to a child. <laughs> and then, uh... If it hasn't been beaten by a kid, it's not been a weekend. It was at this point that Drew joined our little crew. Now, we've not officially met Drew yet, although he will be a guest on the next episode. But for those of you who were paying particularly close attention in episode 3.5, you might remember that it was Drew and his goblins that I somehow managed to beat in my first ever tournament at the Bloody Shove Bowl. I think I might have briefly mentioned it. Just... In passing, you know, with the cheering crowd sound effect behind it. So welcome to Drew. Yeah. So we've got Hello. Drew in the conversation now. Hey up, Drew. So did you Way know you that go. you actually gain skills tomorrow rather than Oh yeah, Liam's just found out that he thought you restart with your skills tomorrow so you just yeah, get yeah. a new set of skills and wipe the previous ones. Including his doubles on his trees. What? How would you translate that face for radio? Shock at stupidity. So that's, that's looking bemused. Yeah, that's, that's stunned silence. <laughs> Angry, he looks furious. I just lost the flings. Oh, how Zara and Cara, it was horrible. What's really Bitches. funny is about this tournament at the minute is people are sitting there going, I can't believe I've lost the flings. Loads of people are saying that I can't believe I've lost the flings. But they haven't. They haven't lost the flings. They've lost to two women, some trees, <laughs> and just a couple of midgets they bought along for fun. But they call the team the girls. They're like, oh yeah, I got the girls, I got the girls. The flings like, what the a massive Did you see that guy? I don't know if you, you guys have seen him. There's a guy actually walking around giving Fling Nation badges out and stuff like that. Yeah, and he hasn't got enough. He made 20 and there's 25 here. And I bet tomorrow there's 30. And people are like, yeah, I had them yesterday. I got one. But apparently we're getting like a fling nation photo and all sorts. That's the calendar sorted for next year. Stay tuned for that one, ladies. Fucking me holding that fling melon. Look at Mr. April. My boxers. Fucking sitting there holding it. He'll cover it up as well. (laughs) Little fling. So how do you do that image on the the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Who's done good? I'm two wins as well. I want a win and a lot. I'm winning two losses. But to be fair, I'm further down I'm the tables than you are, so... Uh, yeah. It doesn't make me feel bad. I'm really good. Like, yeah, I got beat by things, I tell you. <laughs> Talk me through, right, get this, he got pitch cleared and won. Yeah, yeah. Like sympathy vote or something. I didn't work. Oh, you told me you won! Oh, no, no, he won one, <laughs> and he got pitch cleared. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, well, the, the yeah, yeah. pause in the middle of that's key. <laughs> Is it? Talk me through but your no, pitch clearing. My pitch clear. I don't want to talk about it. Was that last game? Fucking horrible. How many pisses do you have in that last game? Three. Wait, stop, we'll have a phone in. How many do you have? Oh, I had three, but once I was just following someone in there. <laughs> I got <laughs> I three. But go. I, I got three because my, my opponent went and went, oh, I need a piss. I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm stupid, but Alan, I've got Alan and me, so that's the whole point of the whole... Oh, that's an amazing story. Where's Alan today? Alan, oh, my God, I can't even talk about it. I love this story. See, Alan's playing himself. I'm going to go the messages, I'll show you. Alan has managed to move house. Well done, Alan. Well done, Alan. Yeah, yeah. He's he's managed to sell his house and move down. He's set up his man cave. He's had a busy day. And he he sat there and he played himself. I'm going to read the messages out. And Alan's going to hate me for this. So, good luck this weekend, mate. This is my new setup in the garage. Ha ha. Going to play Flings versus Dwarves later. I'll probably still lose. (laughs) (laughs) Could have been a draw. That's fair. I'll probably still lose. All right. So I put laughing. He doesn't say probably, he says probably. No, does not. Right, okay, probably go still lose. And then he's put good luck this weekend, which is just sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always thank you for getting me into Blood Bowl. Bring home that fucking stunty cup. But basically, Alan's played himself. Dwarves versus Flings. He lost. 
and then messaged me telling me how pissed off he is for losing <laughs> against himself. Imagine that game, though. <laughs> I'm going over it. He'll never see this Do you coming. think he's like I wanted to have a mirror on the other side of the table. Oh, so like, oh you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you know. to sit there and go, oh, the wooden spoon goes to Alan. Thanks. <laughs> I got another wooden and spoon. Up, first, I got another. First place, Alan. Whoa. Ah. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't have done it without me. I think that's exactly what he's done. Nice day today. Is that Alan? Alan! Al! Alan! 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 Al! Alan! Alan! I've had too much to drink. Yeah. I don't think you've had enough to drink. I have. No, 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 no. I've just started. But anyway, thank you so much, guys, for the little interview, whatever it was, whatever we just did. But thank you very much. Here's to day two. Yeah, yeah. yeah, day two. And so skillless halflings, don't fancy that. Did a grown-up read that you've got to wipe your skills and get them back the next day? Or no, is it something well, I don't know if it was either. him is or his carer. Is it worth double-checking? Yeah, no, I'm just going to go home. I'm just going to get drunk and then I'll worry about it in the morning. I'll go to reception and get him to He's got a tough off. game against himself later on, so he's got... <laughs> him, and, him and Alan are in their own leagues against themselves. <laughs> right, you get in your league, fucking this wanker I'm playing with, he's beating me. Oh, shit, I keep winning in mine. <laughs> Cool, so I come up got... north and find out that you lot play Blood Bowl in your garages against each other. But not each other, against <laughs> it's yourselves. It's a great way to skill the teams up. <laughs> yeah. I've been playing oh this other God. league. Can I bring my team over? Yeah, he's been playing with oh, some guys. Weird, he's got the same name as me. Same face, same house. He's me. How's your sponsorship thing going, by the way? Has anyone come up to you and patted you on the head to give you a hug or anything yet? No, I've had no hugs. Have you not? No. Come here. Do you right. want one? There we Thanks, go. Man. I'll come around the back. Okay. I feel like this was set up. Oh, oh, it's a great hug. It's oh, a God. great hug. Hey, great hug. <laughs> What's predictions for tomorrow? Just so it's I'm going to get one win. Imagine it'll be the same as One win. And uh, two losses. Your two wins, one loss. Yeah. But the other uh, losses are Yeah. Kid losses count as double, though. So they do, two losses, two wins. <laughs> but if you look at also, if you look Two losses, two wins. You've had Alan. Yeah. <laughs> I think my main problem is I've had a lot of casualties against as well so I think I'm going to be a little bit further down the old tables but if I'm top half I'll be happy oh, first, yeah. first proper tournament as well so I'll be happy with that two wins at the nav is really good two wins two draws two losses is fantastic two wins two wins lost against child you know yeah but some of the children are really good like this Cam who is so Cam is fucking good, good. Yeah, yeah, Cam is he's good. really fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. good and everyone goes I've just got beat by child no you got beat by Cam he's like a vet he's like a vet at his age I was sat with Cam and his dad came over and he said something and he swore and I went oh Cam he didn't mean that he meant like a, a non-swear word and then about 10 seconds later Cam went I fouled the shit out of him and I was like, okay, good, swear words are on the table, then we're doing that. He'd won, he's playing Necker, I think, and he'd fouled a bomber with a white. Oh, yeah, you were And I went, saying, yeah. why did you do that? And he went, to get him off the pitch. I'm like, is there another rule about bombers that they don't know about? <laughs> so yeah, I'll tell you who's the main player on that one. Goblin bomber, get him off, you've won the game. <laughs> I mean, goblins. Who doesn't beat well, goblins? You say, well, say that to oh, I know a little bit about a goblin bomber, actually. Oh, fucking die. I really want this to be a song. Uh, <laughs> do you want to share that with us? No, I think we've got the whole game, haven't we? Yeah, I even had to sit Mike round the other side. I was like, can you just sit right next? I don't want to talk. It's <laughs> that bad. So what was it? It was, it was a tree a man. Tree, oh, puggy, I heard about this. Tree man, puggy, and two flames. In one. In two and one. One Turn shot. one. Killed. 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 Dead. Yeah, yeah. Dead, dead, mate. In, in, dead, in dead. turn one. Yeah. Dead, dead. All four. Everybody's dead, Dave. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. Absolutely disgusting. By the second half, I had five players. I bet he was fucking delighted. Oh, yeah, of course he was. I've, he even kind of got an erection. You could see his knob through his trousers. Oh. He was like sitting there,
40,000 gold coins well spent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe Cam was right then. You do need to get rid of the bomber, because... If you're shit, bombers can really fuck your team up. Like if you're really shit, like really bad, like a bad, (laughs) bad, bad player, a bad player. Okay, well anyway, thank you so much guys for the, like, day one anyway. So day two we'll do a recording tomorrow as well, but thank you so much and we'll we'll catch up tomorrow at the end of the games as well. Well, all right then. Okay, thank you very much guys. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. So that was the end of day one. We're going to probably stick around later on, so there'll be some more stuff to come uh, on the podcast. But uh, yeah, that was the... (laughs) That was the most random game I think I've ever seen in my life. And everything went right for Adrian. Everything went wrong for Liam. But, you know, that's what this podcast is. It's uh, a podcast for people who ain't always that great at Blue Bowl. But we'll speak to you in a bit. And with that, Liam and Jip went into Nottingham for a curry with Iron Gollum, Rick and Freddie. Where, as you might remember, Liam managed to lose his Team Island shirt. And that was that for day one at the NAF. We'll check back in a little later on in the show to find out how everyone got on in day two. Back in episode 3.5, we saw the beginnings of my quest into the world of Blood Bowl. The day after episode 3.5 was released, we were contacted by old friend, Derby Blood Bowl League alumni, an all-round nice guy, Mr Duncan Harmon, who was the commissioner of the Leicester Blood Bowl League. Duncan had heard the episode and thought it might be cool if me and Liam could come down that same day to see their league set up, meet some of the coaches and bear witness to the culmination of their now worldwide campaign, Justin for Champ, as Justin had indeed made it through to the final. As Liam was going to the gym before terrorising a pack of lima beans with boiling water in Grimethorpe when he was meant to be in Grimsby, or something like that, it fell to me to continue my journey of learning alone. Now the LBBL is the league in which our friends from the Bloody Shovel Bowl, Danny Leap... Richardson and Steve Cross play but this season it had also hosted the now legendary Justin for Champ campaign in addition to a massive pink t-shirt sporting Justin's face on them. If you've been to any of the events in the UK this year you may well have seen them as at least one seems to pop up at every tournament I've attended. For those of you who may have missed the campaign please allow me to quick pricey. Justin is a well-known, well-loved and thankfully well-humoured member of the Leicester Blood Bowl League. He's a league veteran, having been around since his first ever season, and is also the club treasurer. In the first few weeks of the season leading up to the final, which was Justin's third with an now fully developed Lizardman team, he got off to an absolutely blinding start and was assured of at least a playoff position before the halfway point had even been reached. So in an effort to distract him and put him off his game, the Justin for Champ campaign was born. The campaign was purely formed to put unnecessary pressure on Justin. The additional pressure did indeed seem to work, as after that Justin started to lose games. This obviously made the whole thing even funnier, and so the campaign started to snowball. Within months, there was an official logo, Facebook avatar, dice, t-shirts, and multiple coordinated operations to wear said t-shirts for certain matches and events. Despite the campaign achieving its primary directive, as Justin did not actually end up running away with the league or even finishing in the top spot, the campaign did seem to have morphed from ironic support to genuine backing by the time the final actually came around. So, congratulations, you're now fully up to speed. So without further ado, let's head over to LBBLHQ and meet Duncan. That's about how yourself. Good, good, good. We're running, we're live. This is, this is the final, is it? Yeah, we're on it. Well, welcome to Leicester and the Leicester Football yep. League. This is where I've always played, Ukrainian church. Mm-hmm. Someone actually pointed out when I posted a picture, that symbol, they actually realised what it was. Mm. I didn't even know what it was and we've been here for years. So, yeah, it was uh, quite cool for someone to actually recognise where we play. 
BBC we're quite busy tonight. We've got nine games, mm-hmm. and one of them is obviously the final four, season five, mm-hmm. with my last in charge as commissioner as well. So okay. it's kind of nice to finish on this. Are but you yeah. still going to be playing in it? Oh, we're still be playing. Just going to be taking over. But yeah, this is where we play, so we've got nine games on. How many people in the league in total? So in this season we've had 25. Next season, which starts in about three weeks, we're going to have maybe 26. Okay. Maybe. But still 25 for a league that's as active as this is really good. So certainly no complaints in that respect. It was yourself that started this league, was that Yeah, good? it was, yeah. I know what Steve was saying that for Sanctuary they'd, they'd nick your Blood Bowl all pack. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's a bit of a story because um, I kind of nicked the derby. Ah, uh, so it just keeps so going around. It, it does, yeah. It was kind of based on the derby one. Uh, obviously, Johnny, you know. So when I first started playing, got back into the bowl after 20 years of being away. Yeah. I kind of just came and thought, well, I need to find people locally to play football. And I'm getting back into it. I'm getting a dwarf team for my sins. So what am I going to do? So social media. Yeah. Straight onto Facebook. I found... Uh, a group called Blood Bowl Leicester mm. and it was dead so I was like well that's shit because I kind of really want to get back into it and play Yeah. so just came into that group and approached the admin of the group at the time said can I come in and do something with this because it seems really quiet no one's talking maybe I can take it forward mm. before it even said yes I'd already been given admin rights so he just <laughs> wanted to get rid of it mm. and that's how it was born yeah so we slowly started building it up and we're so, it's three and a half years later now. So yeah. we've had five seasons. So I, I see the streaming at the moment. Um, yes. I've seen a couple of the streams before on, yeah, on okay. Facebook on a Thursday evening. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been doing that for? Is that a recent thing? Well, or? we did one in... The first stream we ever did was in season three, I want to say. And I actually did it for my house when I played one of the coaches. Mm. And I realised that you could do live streaming from the phone. So I thought, well, that'd be cool. Let's see if we can do that. See if anyone has any interest in that at all. And we'll see. Just for the fun of it, but just to see if the guys who were not playing obviously would want to watch. In terms of then exporting it to the Blood Bowl community we do actually get a few people watching yeah. I think we've got uh, 20 people watching at the minute so you know it's not thousands of people but that's kind of not the point really yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a great way of like recording the games uh, watching it back if you want to watch it back yeah. and getting the LBBL name out there really because I think a lot of things that put people off about attending events like this maybe leagues or tournaments is the social aspect of it of people coming to meet people they've never met before mm. so here I try and break that down as best I can mm. by doing stuff like this having introductory games for people who haven't played before maybe myself mm. just play them with a really novelty team like Halflings say what Liam's going to scream for hearing that but just to show them the game and to be friendly and yeah. show that we're not all crazy power gamers in pure terms of having people turn up to a league and make that step it's important to have that kind of thing broken down as much as possible for example like Facebook group for this league is 159 people in yeah. but we only have about 35 people who've actually played in the league season mm. so there's a lot of people who we affectionately call lurkers because they're there and they're interested because they wouldn't be in the group that they weren't yeah. it's just getting them to make that final step and come down and or introduce themselves say yeah. I've got this team I want to come down and play I'm not sure what I'm doing yeah. and just kind of welcome them in and that's what I always try and do and that's as you can see it seems to work because we've yeah, got yeah. 18 odd people here uh, two people are watching the final I'm here just to oversee it I would have had a game but I felt it was best just to oversee this yeah. um, since it's my last one with the introductions all done and dusted our focus shifted to the big event as a titanic battle was starting to unfold before us 
Justin's well-established Lizardman team were taking on Christopher's rookie season High Elves, and as we join the action for the first time, we find that several turns have passed since the beginning of the first half, and the score is currently 1-0 to Chris. We have Justin in the final. Yeah, let's go through uh, who's playing. So in the live stream, we actually put the links to their rosters. So what you might be able to do is actually, if you're listening at home, is go to the Leicester Club Bowl League website, which is lbbl.co.uk. That'll take you to the management system that we use and you'll be able to see the teams. So we've got Justin's team, which is a Lizard team, which is his third season using this team back-to-back. So it's a very developed team. Mm-hmm. And Christopher's team is a season one or one season run high-off team. Uh, they were about 10k difference in terms of the team value, so quite level going in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been fascinating to see what happens. So we've got turn four, first half. Mm-hmm. Christopher's lost two players. Uh, they're both dead. He is up 1-0 after scoring in turn two. So yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens here because they're both edge teams, so you'd expect them to score a lot. Mm. This is the culmination of the Justin for Champ. Yeah, it is indeed, uh, yeah. campaign had, which has been ongoing yeah, we It's a campaign of mental torture, I think, <laughs> if we're being fair. So that started with Danny. We all think Justin's great. He's been in the season since season one, mm-hmm. so he's got a lot of experience here. He's the actual treasurer for the club that we play within. Yeah. So he'll go around later with his metal tin, and you can see, and pick up all the cash for everyone. So he's he's been around here for a while. So yeah, that campaign all comes down to this game. Because yes. if he wins, then those dice are amazing because we've got dice which people might not be aware of, mm-hmm. uh, with it stamped on, and obviously t-shirts. <laughs> if he loses. And yeah, those dice um, it's are lots of funny. It's a lot of pink t-shirts gone to there waste as well. There are a lot well. of pink t-shirts. Yeah. Talking of dice, actually, a little shout-out for the dice. We do have sets still available. So if you want pink Justin for Champ dice, you speak to Dave Butterworth and he'll be able to hook you up. So yeah, a little shout-out. I have a t-shirt, but I think it would be in bad taste for the commissioners to turn up in a pink t-shirt. Yeah. So I might show some bias. Maybe you should have brought it for after the event. <laughs> I could have whipped it out. Af- yeah. yeah, after it's, it's finished. Matter, yeah, if true. the result's gone the right way, that's then true. you could have put it on that's that point. I noticed at the NAF there was lots oh, yes. of oh yes there I was, was a uh, sea of pink Danny was there Justin was there he didn't wear his pink t-shirt unfortunately yeah like I say busy busy now we've got nine games I've actually got a new guy who walked in off the street tonight that doesn't normally happen <laughs> he saw Pete walk in with his box and questioned him said well what's that yeah. game and he's literally sat next to Dave since turn one okay. is, is going through and learning uh, the process of the game oh right I thought you'd thrown him at the deep end and, and no. given him a game <laughs> no. against him no 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 Deciding that we would keep checking in on the final as it progressed, Duncan and myself proceeded to take a tour around the venue and meet some of the coaches in attendance for league final night. Now, bearing in mind that the LBBL is a fairly big league, with 25 teams having competed in the season that was just ending, tonight was final night, meaning that there was only one result left that really mattered. And yet nine games of Blood Bowl and a few extremely complicated looking war games were going on around us. That means 18 of the 25 coaches in the league had come down to play a game during what was effectively their off-season. I asked Duncan how they'd managed this. He responded by explaining to me about the Open Team Development, or OTD games that were going on around us, and a new coach plan, both of which had been introduced in recent seasons, and the benefits that both League and its coaches had seen as a result. Right, shall we have a look, a look around? See what have one around. Yeah. Yeah. Move away from the, the final game. So over here, we have Michael on the left. We've got over here, Tom versus Tom, and this is Jeff. Mm-hmm. So these guys are running their OTD games, which is open team development. So basically, this isn't something I did when I first started the league. Basically, 
was a bit militant about it. I said, well, you either play a league match, and you develop your team, or you just play friendly where you get no development whatsoever. Okay? So it kind of incentivized playing in the league over just playing friendly. But over the seasons, I thought, well, it would be nice for people to come in and actually play a friendly and have a count because that might in- encourage people to actually come down and make yeah. it more busy, which it does. So yeah. what we do here in Leicester, I don't know if anyone else does this, we basically ask new coaches to play a minimum of four games mm-hmm. before they are entered into a league season. Yeah. Just to get them kind of acclimatised to no, that's, we are, that's fair enough. to show that they actually they want to be here and actually take part because what I'm trying to avoid at all costs is have people drop out of the league mm. whether halfway through towards the end at the start because it messes everything up so thankfully we've not really had that as an issue yeah. and I think it's because the league's run well and we've got good guys here and we've got cool loot yeah. that everyone gets at the end of the season at the awards yeah. night which is uh, going to be next week so yeah it's, it's all kind of coming to a close which I'm a little bit sad about because I like doing this I like mm. being the commissioner it's been amazing but with my projects that I've been doing I kind of need that time yeah. to dedicate to that instead of doing it all because I just literally no. can't do it all so that's the, that's the main reason for uh, taking a break take the director of football type yes. role and, yeah, uh, and, and just, like just help out the new guy as he transitions into his first season yeah. who's he who's taken over was it sorry it's Justin Justin it's, ah. it's potentially the champ Justin for commissioner then. For the commissioner, yeah, yeah. that's already been resolved. So. Well, we've been hearing about it for, for some time on the episodes now, <laughs> and I've been seeing pink shirts at every tournament I can think of since yeah. I first started going. So, yeah, so it all comes down to this. So, yeah, the Justin for Champ campaign goes across the world. We've had Paul Wright, who's an ex-member of the league, who moved to Australia. Mm-hmm. He's got his pink T-shirt on. He did a video earlier today. Yeah. I think he might have posted it into the Leicester Football League group, not the Blood Bowl community. Mm-hmm. And then Danny... He set up the whole thing. Yeah. He did a video from uh, Turkey, I think he's in at the minute, and I shared that into the group. So These guys are developing teams for next season, basically. So the same rules pretty much apply. So all the deaths, they will apply. I think your first death on a positional gets made into a serious injury instead. So there might be a chance just to save someone and live with it. But yeah. overall, they're all the same. These guys have got all their wargaming shit set up. Yeah. Don't ask me what it is. No fucking clue. <laughs> yeah. So I just do blood bowls. Anyway, we on down the line. Yeah, so we've got Jim versus Ollie. Another, again, another training match. So they're all just getting ready for the next season. Oh, so there's, there's quite a few here that are just doing preparation for next season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because, yeah. as I said, it encourages people to get down here if they can actually you know, train a team up and develop a team. Because yeah. that's the fun of the game for me, is developing the team. Mm. You know, when you get that skill up. Uh, the double or that you know, strength boost or whatever it is that you're looking for and you actually manage to get it, it's amazing. Yeah. It's not so good when the next game you get fucking murdered, but <laughs> yeah. there we go, that's the game. So, yeah, we've got Chris in his uh, pink t-shirt. Guys, what's the mic? Hi there. Uh, Two Drink Flings podcast, doing a bit of recording. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was just listening to you on the train. Yeah. There you go. The latest one or hey, three? Green half. Green half. Oh, that's the latest one, yeah. yeah. Well, this is kind of the continuation of the journey, so... Well, I'm going to move to Warrgold. So I was actually... When you were talking about Element, I did that last week when I walked in. Yeah, well, because you've done one season with us, haven't you? have done one season, and sadly I'm moving to the northwest. so... Uh, OK. So I'll join the Warrgold. So will uh, Element Games be your local... Yeah. Uh-huh. Will we, yeah? That, that's, that's not too bad. What's your name, sir? Uh, Chris. Chris. Uh, Chile. So, yeah, over here we've got Steve and David. You know Steve. Alan! 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 Oh, that's not Alan. 
Steve, not Steve. Steve, 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 Steve. Ah, uh, Mr. Uh, Steve, Ross. Uh, How you doing, mate? You alright? Not too bad. Who are you playing? Uh, Who are you playing with? Uh, Samuel's Amazons versus David's Puma. Uh, Puma Puma. Ah, okay. And I see you've got the Pro Box. Very nice. Yeah, this is David's. Oh, very nice. Do you like it? We're, we're big fans of the Pro Box. Yeah, the artwork on the show. Lovely artwork. We got here. We got Ben versus Jess. So what's going on? Oh, it's Slam, isn't it? Slam versus Dwarves. Oh. I want one of those, one of the... Uh, oh yeah, the dice towers. Dice tower. Yeah. I prefer a dice cup myself. I don't know, there's just something about the way it comes down the chute yeah, and just presents itself. Yeah, that. I, I do like that. So we use the ELO system, which the website drives for. So based on your results, who you play, the score, all that kind of stuff, it actually gives you a rating. Mm -hmm. So over five seasons now, this is what's really good about these uh, development games that everyone's doing around us, yeah. is that all those results pump into the system and it gives you a more accurate result about what people's capabilities are. But overall, over the years that I've been doing it and the five seasons, it's really close to the playoffs all the time. And that's what I've tried to achieve, where you get that fight for the playoff as close as possible, because everyone feels like they've got a chance. Now, if like I was at this point, you're thinking, wow, what a guy, what a guy, what a guy, I'd say you'd pretty much be right. Duncan had evidently been working unbelievably hard to get the LBBL from a small, almost silent group of blood bowlers to the thriving group that were currently sat around me happily gaming away. Duncan's willingness to try out new things in addition to a radiating passion to make the game as good, fair and accessible as it can be for players of all skill levels had clearly led to the league's growth in popularity and a social network following that stretched even further afield than that. But within the league itself, he's inspired a real community vibe and the people in the LBBL, people like Giles, who we'll meet later on, Danny, Justin, and a number of others, are all actively involved with organising, managing, designing, or contributing whatever skills they can to make this league and its endeavours even better. I went on to ask Duncan about plans for the first ever tournament to be held at the venue. You're thinking of running a tournament in the, in the venue? Yeah, now this tournament, we wanted to do a tournament for a while. Um, I've been fairly busy running the leagues. So it's not something that I've kind of had time to develop. However, uh, Danny Richardson, who we know is Justin for champ, or the guy behind that, he wants to run it with Justin. So they've called it Strangle Bowl, okay? There is a reason for it being called Strangle Bowl. Basically, there was a picture of Justin maybe leaving someone's house to go home after playing there or something, I don't know. Mm -hmm. He's basically getting into his car looking really shifty and they basically photoshopped it into the crime watch kind of over that. <laughs> okay, so he looked so shifty, he was wearing black gloves yeah. for whatever reason. And we've always joked that he's some kind of strangler, basically, and enjoys strangling people. So there is this kind of idea behind that in the fact that Danny had a miniature sculpted of Justin. Yeah. Um, some people might be familiar with that, which I think is pretty awesome. I, I know a couple of leagues have done sculpts for their guys, um, which I think is fucking hilarious. So we've got this sculpt. And we've got some rules being developed. I think it might have just been NAF sanctioned. Mm. Should be NAF sanctioned by the time it goes up. And it's on 13th of October this year, so 2018. And we're going to use this hall where we play in Leicester to run it. As you can see, we're on the, the boards at the minute, and you can see we've got a massive amount of space. We can mm. accommodate everyone. We've got a, a bar um, fully stocked. 
toilet facilities, loads of parking across the road, which is really cheap. It's like a quid for the day, so people can get here fairly easy. And of course, being the Midlands, anybody from anywhere can get to it. Pretty so. much, yeah. It'll be on the west side of Leicester, so coming off the M1, it's just literally five minutes up the road. Well, that's, so. that's the way I came today. As soon really as you get off get the road, to. it's about 15, 10, 15 minutes yeah, into yeah, depending Leicester. On the traffic, yeah. So any ideas, is it it's going to be one day or two? It's a one-day tournament, three one rounds. Uh, I think there's going to be some food provided, but the rules will be interesting because you will get a star player miniature supplied to play with. Uh, okay. And that is Justin as that miniature. Yeah. Okay. There will be dice though, there will be a tournament dice. So we plan to do it in the same way we do it for the Leicester League, where each season we produce a set of dice mm. for each person who takes part. Mm -hmm. And it has the season number on it, so we've got a sequential sequence of dice run yeah. for the league. Yeah. We want to do the same for the tournament, so people want to come back and you know, collect the set. Now, you might be wondering at this point why I'm playing what I call the creepy tippy-toe music. And in a roundabout way, the reason is this. What I'm doing now is treading very carefully, or rather more apologetically. Immediately after recording the previous section, I assured Duncan that this episode would be out in advance of the aforementioned Strangle Ball, in an effort to promote it. And, well, it's not. I am very sorry about this, Duncan, and everyone at the LBBL. The only defence I can put up, as you may have heard in episode 4, I was unexpectedly appointed international correspondent. And as such, my first task was to introduce and interview James, which we were due to do before recording episode 5. Please have a listen to my interview with James if you haven't already. It was the extra episode which came out a month or so ago, and if nothing else, just check out the last 10 minutes or so, where we end up playing an unexpectedly awesome Oasis cover. Anyway, Duncan and the guys, I am very sorry again. Myself, Liam, Drew and Joe, who you heard earlier on at the NAF, did attend the Strangle Bowl and it was an absolutely brilliant tournament, particularly when considering it was the first of what I'm sure will be many tournaments. We all had a great day out. There was ordered in pizza, the cool custom Justin miniatures, a group photo, Pug made it to the final with flings and Liam got the best painted team. Plus, I got to play Pete, who we'll be speaking to very shortly, Dave, who absolutely demolished me and Drew, but we'll leave that story for another day. And very best of all, I didn't come last. But now, back to the grand final. So let's have a quick update on this live match here. So, we're back with the final. Where are we? Uh, yeah. Turn five. Yeah. Uh, still much the same, still looking fairly even in the middle of the pitch. Yeah, looks like a solid defence going on there. Justin's still got no one off. Nope, no one knocked out, no one dead. Still 1 0. Yeah, still 1 0. Justin's got possession, and that's going good. Okay, so he's yeah. managed to dodge and pick up the ball. And yeah, so dodge. This is the super skink. Edge 5. Short feet, sprint, and there's loads of sidesteps. I think it's actually the most experienced player in the league. I'm pretty sure that's the highest. It's not <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's pretty tasty play. So, that's three down. That's three off the field for... So two dead. Yeah, two dead, one, one knockout. Out. No knockouts or injuries for Justin. But he's got possession of the ball with the super skink. And he's going to look to equalise, surely, this turn. He's only got two turns to do it. So, we're in the last part of yeah, Justin's, Justin's last, turn. last turn in the first half. 
He's basically in a position now where he's got one last player to move and it is his skink carrying the ball. So his options is to dodge out a skink who's in the way and make it easier to get to the end zone or try and go around the skink that's in the way. And he's going to go for the go for it by the look of it. So here we go. So, so three go for it's needed. Four. First Four. one success. Second, Second one. one. Four. Four again. Success. To score and equalise. To score. Three. It's a three. Well done. One all. So that's the half. It's one one. Exciting times at the end of the first half. Yeah. With the game finally poised at 1-1 and the teams off for a well-earned half-time break, I went off to speak to some of the guys and girl of the LBBL to find out a bit about them and how things were going. So I'm Pete. Hi Pete. So I understand you've recently started playing football also. Yeah, that's right. So um, mine's a strange story, I suppose. I started 30 years ago okay. and I had the first edition literally as it came out, the first Death Zone as it came out, all the kind of standees, cardboard standees, and I was... 13 year old kid and I happened to quite like American football and I did like board games and there were others like Chainsaw Warrior and Judge Dredd and these kind of things coming out and I loved it and then you know I got to 15, 16 and life takes over and you know no longer played those kind of things and actually over the last few years I've got back in I've, I've got kids now my kids are a bit older so I've got a bit more time and I've got into card games and board games and these kind of things I've gone to a bunch of tournaments for other games which is terrifying so it sounds very similar to the experience yeah. that you had so I've kind of gone on my own to one and with some guys on you to another and then a few weeks ago I met Duncan uh, randomly online and had no idea that this existed at all and in a really short space of time you can see actually if you look back a few weeks I put a post out saying in one week I kind of bought the game built the team painted the team bought a bunch of accessories I've got the silicon mat and all of that kind of stuff so and I've kind of very very quickly fallen back in love with it again so this is literally my fourth time here to the club mm. but it feels like I've been doing it for about six months mm. well, so it's great there it has been a bit of a resurgence uh, with Blood Bowl in the last few years because Games Workshop have picked it up again exactly, so exactly. it seems to be having a bit of a uh, renaissance isn't it? yeah definitely so which team is it you're playing with so I'm playing Orcs um, okay. everybody I kept asking all the guys um, who should I do and I'm a bit worried that Orcs are going to be really one dimensional mm. people keep a assuring me that's not the case but mm. I'm kind of thinking I'm one of those people that I wish I knew now what I will probably know in six months time yeah. and then I could kind of you know start to think differently it's not necessarily yeah. I want to play pro elves or something it's more to have a bit of diversity over the experience of coming week in week out for the next six months rather yeah. than just going really kind of monosyllabic and push yeah. it build a cage go up the pitch type thing Yeah. Um, the main thing is I'm having a great time I just you know it's half time here I just scored on turn eight I think of my mm. go um, my opponent's a top guy guy called Dave and yeah the, the people here are really welcoming it's been really lovely yeah yeah. are you preparing for the next season yeah it? that's right I'm Training signed up I'm kind of you know getting on getting uh, okay, on that train so for season looking, 6 looking forward to the uh, yeah. competing league yeah definitely oh, I'm not so much competing I, I suppose more I mean ultimately yes competing but um, I have pretty low expectations about competing as I say I'm looking forward to learning and what I'm going to come out of it with if I win the odd game that's great but you know what will be will be you are the atypical type person that listens to our podcast the people that listen to our podcast we're not winners generally <laughs> okay. do we do we attract a, a certain type of person is well that, is that... maybe I was laughing I was listening on the way here listen to your your Spanish friend Christian <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Oh, he's how, great. How much, <laughs> well, exactly, but I mean, pe- meeting people like that that you wouldn't necessarily meet. And... I can imagine if you were next to him for like two or three games, yeah, then might, you might have might a bit you down a bit. E- earache by the end of it. Well, thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Good nice to, meet to meet you, you Mike. Thanks, Pete. Take it easy. Cheers. I'm here with Giles, who's also another member of the Leicester Blood Bowl League. Hi, Giles. Hey. I came down to watch the game. And uh, I also write for the stun.co.uk, which is our match report blog site that we use for uh, the games that run. Halftime, 1-1, right to the wire at the moment. They're both playing very conservative, clever games. It looks quite cagey. It's uh, Very cagey, very positional. Been very um, middle of the pitch. Yeah, they're, they're not taking any risks at this level. I'm not at the same level they are. I've, I've had a string of bad luck since... Season two, playing Undead, playing Necromantic. I'm sticking with them because I still need to learn how to play the game. But the reason why I keep on coming back is it's a really good group and friendly opponents and nice social environment. I also help out with bits of artwork. I'm going to give props to Danny Richardson's Justin for Champ. Giles is wearing the pink T-shirt with yeah. Justin's face on it. Yeah, I did the uh, the artwork on this. He threw me the, the picture of Justin. Ah, and right. so I did that. So this is part of your creation then? Yeah, my daytime job is I'm an illustrator, so I help out with a few Blood Bowl logos, and I've been working with Duncan with his Coins of Corruption, a couple of other projects. So yeah, it's not really an avenue I've done much before, but it seems to be quite a close-knit community, so yeah, why not? I'm not really a tournament player, I, I come along for the social stuff. Yeah, that's why I keep on coming back, basically. And what Duncan's doing here is way above and beyond what most people would usually do. I mean, prizes, the raffles, the merchandise, organising socials. And we're not all just here for Blood Bowl. We will go out and we'll all go for drinks and meals afterwards as well. And I've not really experienced that in, in a club environment before. A lot of people tend to be focused just on the game and then they'll go home but I've made some really good friends here and uh, we, we tend to do other things as well it does seem like a really friendly league we've had at least one person who's just wandered in off the street just randomly what tonight? Um, yeah tonight he just wandered up to Duncan and said how long have you been here and he's like oh, three years three, three and a half years Oh, right, I never knew. He's designed his own game, I think, and he was on about coming down and playtesting it. Literally just wandered in off the street and said, hey. And if you book we went, it, hey. they will come. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you very much for your time, John. You're most welcome. I'm here with William. We'll go with his formal name. Sure. Uh, how are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. I just uh, We've reached the end of uh, sorry, 12, 13 weeks into the uh, league, so it's... Uh, Good and bad to have finished it. Very enjoyable season, this one. Mm-hmm. For lots of reasons. We've had the uh, Justin for Champ campaign Justin running. Justin for Champ, yeah. And a very popular uh, member of the club. So it's, it's been a kind of reluctant champion as well. So that's mm-hmm. been amusing for the inflict on him, I think. Well, my understanding is from Duncan that he's going to be taking over the running league along with exactly. Danny. Exactly. So Duncan uh, kind of created this from the ashes of a very long ago league here in Leicester. And uh, has done all the donkey work. But after five seasons, has decided to hand it over. So yeah, Justin is the new king. We'll and see if he ends his new yeah. reign as champion. Well, it would be quite apt if he wins and then he becomes 
the runner. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Once you've won it once, then you can just sit back and relax and play goblins. Well, this your is life. the thing. He's, yeah. he's, he's already proved himself by this point, so next season he can focus on running it rather than exactly. sort of winning. So I won our division, yeah. and I faced off against the champ in the semi-finals, yeah. and he overcame me in turn 16, 2-1. So, no, it was a good game. It was Lizards versus Lizards. Mm. And uh, he handed off to Asaurus to score, which is an uh, unusual running play with Asaurus. I'd rather someone had a good game going went on to win it, which hopefully yeah. just did well. Mm-hmm. No disrespect. To be beaten by the, the well, champion. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's a certain cachet to that, yeah, obviously, yeah. as well. I and, so close. And hopefully he'll remember me fondly when making crucial decisions as commissioner <laughs> next season. But uh, we'll come on to that later. Well, thank you very much. Good to meet you. Hope you have a good season next season. Yeah, me too. So I'm here with Jess, who is the youngest member of the Leicester Blood Bowl League and is also the only female representative. How are you doing today, Jess? I'm okay. So you've been playing today? Yes. Uh, what team is it that you play? I was using Slack. Which is the little frog guys. And you played in the league this season? Yes. How did you do this season? I think I came 7th overall. Okay. So did you make it into the playoffs, was it? Or no. I just four? missed out of the eight, I think it is. And how many seasons is it you've been playing here now? I think I joined part of the way through the first season because one coach dropped out, so I took over his team. And you were like... 14, 15. And you came to play board games with all these old grumpies. Yeah. How have you done in your previous seasons? Have you have you managed to get the playoffs? I came playoffs once. I came third overall, I think it was. Was that playing with Wood Elves? Yes. Yeah, Duncan says you are quite something with your Wood Elves. Yes. Favourite team, it was originally Dark Elves, but then, because I took over a Wood Elf team, it's then since from Wood Elves. So, of the Wood Elves and the Dark Elves, you preferred Wood Elves, wasn't it? Yeah, more so now, because mainly because of the higher agility, because that's better for the stuff I do. Access to treatment as well? Or? Yeah, and that. Uh, What's your favourite thing about playing with Dark Elves? Dark Elves, probably the fact that they have all the different skills, like Stab and Frenzy. So next season, are you going to be here next season? Yes. And who is it you're going to be playing with next I'm season? I'm going to be using Stan. Stan again. Oh, yeah. was this a preparation game for you? Yes. Uh, okay. So have you managed to skill anybody up in preparation for next season yet? I think I've got three or four skilled up. Oh, okay. But so far I think I've lost all my games with them. So, is it is it going to be one of those seasons where you're just holding out for draws and one nil wins and things? Yeah, probably. In terms of slam, how do they play? Are they kind of quite quick or are they quite agile? Or? They're fairly quick but also fairly strong. Also agile because everyone has leap and very long legs, ah. which is useful. I took leap for the first time in my last tournament, and it does help you out of a couple of sticky situations. Yeah. I must admit. It's quite useful. I haven't quite got the hang of it yet. But anyway, thank you very much for your time, Jess. I hope you have a good season next year. I'd like to thank Pete, Giles, William, Jess and everyone I spoke to during my visit for taking the time to speak to us here on the podcast. You were all really welcoming and I thoroughly enjoyed my evening at the final with you and my day at the Strangle Bowl a couple of weeks ago. Let's quickly check in in the second half before we head back to the NAF to find out what happened on day two. Okay, so second half is underway. It's Chris's first turn. Yeah, so Justin's had his turn. Uh, Chris is now on his turn. Um, Justin has received in the second half? He has, yeah. He's got the ball with his skink. Uh, I think it was a high kick, so he managed to get under it and uh, pick it up with the character that he wanted. So, yeah, he's now driving to score. Chris has already shown that he can actually score in two turns. So Justin's got the kind of one turn. He's, he's high elves, isn't he? He is high elves. So, 
he can score in one turn I've just been corrected um, but uh, whether he chooses to or not as a, or has the chance to or not as a question so we shall see so I arrived back in Nottingham for day two of the NAF tournament part way through the final game as the games finished this roving reporter was on hand to speak to some of the guys to see how they'd gotten on first up was Jip Stallion Jipperson or as we may be now calling him the equally complimentary Donkey so we're here with Jip, who we met yesterday, who has been sponsored by Two Drunk Links for the tournament. Not looking very happy. How do you? No, know? I'm just still laughing at that sponsor thing. I think it's sponsoring in the way like you sponsor a sick puppy or something, or <laughs> you know, kind of. It's more of a charity stuff. African uh, donkey. That's me. That's going to be my new NAF name, the African donkey. That's what I'm going to be. <laughs> Good second day, better than my first day. First game came up against Chaos side that just demolished me. Really well coached. I just yeah, just got battered to bits. Second game of the day was against Flings, so that kind of evened out a little bit. It was a 4 0 win, 6 1 casualties, so that was kind of good, but that was like kicking a puppy to death, so that wasn't fun. So, um, who, who were you playing? I was playing Gut Rock, who is a Midlands coach, I think, and I'm playing with Norse, so yeah, did alright in that one. And then my last game was against Vampires, against the guy in the Leicester League who's, who's on for their championship that's oh, really well promoted. Justin yeah, yeah, yeah. for champ, yeah, yeah, the pink shirts that we've seen yeah, already. Yeah, yeah, so I've seen his face all weekend anyway on the t shirts of people sat opposite me. But yeah, beat him 2 0. He was playing Vampires, and just the ones I. I can never be self-loathing enough to play vampires. It looks soul destroying. So yeah, I finished on 3-0-3. First half really good. The good thing was I didn't play anyone that I've ever played before. Yeah. I didn't play too many of the races. And, and a special shout out to the Iron Golem guys. We went out for dinner with them last night and all the work they're putting in for the flings and also their Wood Elf team stuff like that. It was really interesting to sit and find out about the actual process of it. I never realised how much hard work goes into making yeah. the little pieces of plastic that then don't do what we want them to do <laughs> on the table. So I'm going to maybe stop throwing them around so much now I see how much of a workload it was. But thanks for the podcast for meaning that everyone gave me shit all weekend. That was fun. Yeah. And I'm well up for another one next year. And Liam's now bribed me into playing half-ins at Threadball with his half-in team. So... Okay. I hope I can get a 303 with them as well. When's that? That is, oh no, I want to say August. It's on TFF though, and it's, I think it's one of the more popular ones, certainly down in the southwest where I live. So yeah, that'd be cool. cool. But yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back here next year. Sweet. Thank you very much, no We hope to see yeah. you again on the podcast. Yeah, yeah definitely. A pleasure. Cheers, bro. Thanks. Cheers, next to finish up was our old friends from episode three and the Double Skulls podcast. Check them out if you haven't already, by the way. It was Johnny J Bone Bull. Beard man, beard man, beard man, beard man. We're here with Johnny, aka J Bone, aka Beard Man, from episode three, the star of episode three. How'd you get on today, Johnny? Uh, yeah, I did good. I went into it quite high because uh, I got a couple of wins and a draw on day one. So I was expecting to play someone tough, and I ended up playing Gegster, who is like. Team England, mm. one of the top players, playing Amazons, <laughs> and it was it was a tough one because I, I was actually playing well, and I ended up double wanting a Snake Eyes on a dodge mm. with a runner that killed it, which left the witch in a bad position. She got yeah. surfed and killed, and yeah, and then after that I played Necro and Undead, which aren't great matchups, end up getting uh, draws in those, but to be honest, I'm quite happy. T- mm. Two wins, three draws, and a loss, and the loss was against. One of the best players now, so yeah, yeah all good. Uh, who, what team are we playing with? Uh, Dark Elves, sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And you're a veteran here, I take it. 
Coming back next year? Yeah, every year. This is the one I do every year. Well, among them. Yeah. There's, um, I think Lutes is on that on like now as well. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Any excuse to go to France and eat French food, drink wine. Yeah. <laughs> Alcohol and blood bowl seem to be yeah. a common feature that we, we come This across. one's a good as well because like every single time it's this bank holiday weekend, it's yeah. just banging weather. Ah, oh, your weather's been stunning, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm so sunburned right now. But it's a beautiful venue, a lot yeah. different to most of the pubs that we end up playing in when we do the, the little <laughs> yeah. tournaments and things. So. Yeah, well, it's over 200 people here, isn't it? Yeah. So it's. Yeah, it's a big time, this okay. one. So whereabouts do you think you ended up in the... Oh, I don't know. Upper mid-table. Yeah. Happy so, with that? Generally, I like to think like top 25%. Yeah. I know I've done all right. I think I might be up there. I'm really starting to get a feel of the Dark Elves now. Okay, cool. So good. Well, thanks for your time, Johnny. Right, and we'll you speak to you again soon. After that, I nipped outside. Apologies for the wind noise on the recording, by the way. With my bestest blood bowling buddy, Drew. With some fresh air, sunny rays, and a quick catch-up on day's events. Note to self. Mustn't mention beating him. Mustn't mention beating him. So we're here with Drew after the final game of the NAF. Drew, who I managed to beat at the bloody shovel bowl. I no one remembers that. that. No one remembers that. No. How did you get on today? First game was really good. Mm-hmm. Beat a uh, dark elf team, and it's uh, the first time I've beat an, an elf team for as long as I can remember. And I did it just by killing all his players and watching his sad little face as I strolled up the pitch. <laughs> uh, one of my linemen scored the only touchdown and I think he had three players left. That was the high point of the day. Since then, I've been beaten by a Wood Elf player, who I think is probably still here, but he was 10 minutes late for my game because he was shitting. Um, He looked like he might die from booze, and Wood Elves are so broken that even when you're so drunk you can't see, you can still win 4-1. So that was disappointing, and then I got beaten by lizards because I rolled nothing but wands and skulls. But my first tournament, really good fun. Three wins, three losses. Oh, so this is your first major tournament? Yeah, I have zero enough points until this weekend. So, had fun? Yeah, highly recommend it to anybody who enjoys Blood Bowl. And I wouldn't recommend it to anybody that doesn't. Cool. Back next year? Yeah, and World Cup, which is more important. I think I might do the Water Bowl too. Okay. That was a really nice tournament, really well run. Like this one, pretty much, with the timing. and The best thing about it has been the weather and the boozing. Yeah. Sit outside with a beer. Yeah, nice. Cool. Well, thanks for your time, Drew. No problem. Like the true Englishman I am, after cooking for 10 minutes and a good bit of sunshine, I headed back indoors and had a quick chat with Andy Davo from episode 3.5 and Twitch TV to see how he got on. I'm here with Andy. How did you get on today? Uh, Today was two draws and a win. And overall, what was it? Uh, Three wins, uh, two draws and a loss overall. Okay, happy with that or...? Not really what I was hoping for, but... Well, so it is uh, what it is. Yeah, but I, I had a good time and enjoyed uh, all the opponents. Played Beach in round one, and he then went on to win every other game, and he is fine for top spot, which is nice. Cool. And what team did you play? I uh, played Dark Elves. Cool. Are you sort of here every year? Yeah, I come here most years. This is, I think, the, from recent record, this is the worst I've done. So yeah, there it is. Well, thank you very much for your time, Andy. We'll speak to you again soon. No problem. Thank you. Take care. And after that, I finally managed to catch up with the big vegan cheese himself, Cheese Gromit, Liam, to find out if he'd managed to bury his traumatic memories from the previous day. So, end of day two at the NAF. Yeah. Uh, here with our wonderful leader, Liam. How did it go? It's all right. Got three wins, three losses, and I only lost the Stunty Court because he played bad coaches at me. That was it. Even though I got three wins, 
I'm not bitter. <laughs> but you're flying high with that. Yeah, I got three wins. I'm buzzing. Absolutely amazing. I had a great time. Three wins. I, I can't be up here. Best, this is my best resort I've ever got. And we got to meet Rick from Iron Golems. I got and to meet Rick finally, which was a fantastic. I mean, the Iron Golems guys. Amazing, everything's just been amazing. I'm a bit overwhelmed, Mike. Just everyone here, everyone's been really good. Uh, Matt Francisco, finally got the name out about Team Island, so we yeah. managed to get that out there, and yeah, everything went really well. Oh, really good. Happy, so, yeah. back again next year? Oh yeah, every year, every year, mate, can't wait. Next stop, Thrud. Thrud, where's Thrud? Thrud's in Bognor Regis, ran by Thor, not the son of the gods or whatever, <laughs> it's, uh, but it is Thor, and yeah, we'll be going Oh, Jip was saying was that, because he's taking things to that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's outside, you play outside, you oh, drink really? in, yeah, yeah, there's a charity, auction charity, and all sorts of stuff. And with that, all the games were finished, all the results were in, and the tournament was pretty much over for another year. Probably unsurprisingly, neither the Drunk Flings nor any of our friends were winners, runners-up, or even mentioned, apart from... Andy Davo. Andy, you are a brand new and He was hopefully consoled from what sounded like a really disappointing day when he won... Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Keep waiting. The raffle. I'm a bit jealous, though, because he won an awesome-looking hand-painted Wood Elf team which meant all that was left to be announced was the winners. Championship 2018, final between Free and Purple Goo, the runner-up this year, Purple Goo, please come and accept the trophy. Which means the big one goes to Podfree, please come and So with the NAF done, dusted and placed lovingly back in its pro box for another year, we'll head back over to Leicester and the grand final to find out whether it will be Justin for champ or Justin for chump. Hashtag hope not choke. When we last heard, the second half had just gotten underway with the score finally balanced at 1-1, a very cautious game was being played by both coaches and the tension was up so high that you could catch it with a minotaur. <laughs> so we're uh, over half... <laughs> Five. We're just over halfway through the second half. half yeah. the score is still one-one. Yeah. So basically, what's happened is Christopher came in with an elf, blitz the skink. Skink got pushed, stayed on its feet, but because it's got strip ball, ball tumbled out the hand of the skink and has bounced onto a saurus. So it's bounced onto the saurus, and the saurus has rolled a natural six to catch it naturally. And yeah, so the saurus with all those skills now has the ball. It's going to be interesting to see what now happens because Justin has to make a decision of whether to try and drive down the pitch with that Saurus or maybe hand it off to a skin. I, don't, I just don't know. So, yeah, turn things. five and things are getting a bit interesting now. Heating up now. Yeah, I think yeah, they're so tense about the final that it's well, both people have played conservative. Yeah. To be fair to Christopher, he's got three people knocked out and two people dead. So he's having to defend with less people. So it's fascinating to see what's going to happen now. Yeah, we've only got four turns left and we'll know season five, that's the Bowl League champion. Pretty exciting. It's all pretty tense. There are, Very tense. To set the scene, how many people have we got watching? 12 people watching in the room, and we have 20 people watching the live stream. So over 30 people watching. It's pretty cool. No pressure. How many of them are Danny? Yeah, <laughs> Danny's one of them. <laughs> so if we... Danny's Seven all of them. <laughs> He's got all his devices there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, from Turkey. Assuming his Wi-Fi is working, then he is watching from Turkey. So let's see what happens. <laughs>
as you may have noticed, the legend that is Mr. Steve Cross. Steve! 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 had joined us to watch the final moments of the game. With Justin in possession of the ball and time running out to tip the game one way or the other, we rejoin the action at the beginning of turn 8, where we find that Chris has just made his move to close the defensive gate and Justin is on the cusp of his last opportunity to score. Okay, so it's so, Justin's turn 8. Christian has just tried to dodge in or go for it with an elf to make a roadblock. He's not going to block anyone, he's just going to try and sit someone there to stop that Saurus from running in. He's failed it, so he's on the floor. We've got one tackle zone on the ball carrier, so we just need to push him away and that's it, he just needs a push. Instead of risking a dodge and with the path ahead of him clear, Justin chose to make an easy handoff to a skink for his attempt in the dying seconds. Here we go, handing off. Handoff complete. The skink has the ball. And he scores! Well done. Successful handoff. Yes, yes. So Saurus basically decided to hand off to the skink. The skink wasn't in any tackle zone, so it was just in straight up two up. Managed it. Chris is bringing some players back. He's got to do it in one turn. He's got to score in one turn. He was proudly proclaiming he could do a one turn yes. earlier. <laughs> Question is, can we pull it out of the bag now? Well, that's it. I've never done a one turn touchdown. I've never even attempted a one turn touchdown. So I wouldn't even know how to set this up. Steve next to me may be able to help with that. We will now hand you over live to our correspondent, expert analyst and 100% willing slash completely on board with this idea summariser, Mr. Steve Cross. Oh, long talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> You're a summariser now, Steve. Okay, it's, it's, uh, it's doable. To be fair, it's, it's very doable, we are. We're knowing his roster. If he's got a sidestep catcher, all of a sudden this becomes very, very easy. Just for a setup for a one-turn touchdown. The problem is there are three skinks on the line. I don't think he can actually do it. So, as it seemed, Justin knew exactly what he was doing in counteracting Christopher's chance at a one-turn touchdown. Christopher was forced to admit defeat, but not before taking one last pop at Justin's most prized player. <laughs> so the most expensive player we have in the league is about to get fouled. Justin was just reminding Christopher of that. Oh, he's oh, off. It's through. So he's sent off, and that's the end of the game. Oh. As the most expensive player was merely stunned and the fouling player sent off, that was the end of the game. And despite all odds, pressure, and a bloody crap load of bright pink t-shirts with his face on them, Justin was indeed the champ. Um, but yeah, you are rightly crowned uh, season five Leicester Football League champion. Congratulations. As the cheers died down and the dust settled on what had been an epic battle, I managed to grab a quick word with the champ and new commissioner of the Leicester Blood Bowl League, Justin. So I'm here with the champion Justin. Hello. How are you? Tired. I think I'll sleep well tonight, but uh, it's yeah, a, happy. It was a long game, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, uh, we weren't playing too slow, but I think there was lots of thinking going on. Lots it's the importance of the event, though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a long time build-up. This, this is a fairly long season, so we started playing in uh, September, October time. Mm. Um, so it's, yeah, it's been a big build-up to this. 
and everyone's been wearing the pink t-shirts and I've seen them at the NAF, I've seen them at the water bowl. Yes, extraordinarily embarrassing, uh, you know, <laughs> thanks to Danny Richardson for doing all that. But yeah, it's been pressurising but it's a laugh, so it's what football's all about. And I understand you're taking over the league next season? So? Yes, yeah, Duncan, you know, many thanks to him, he's uh, stepping down, he's done it for five seasons, he's built it up from nothing and he wanted a break. So yeah, I'd step into the breach and uh, give it a go. Cool, looking forward to it? Yes, there's a lot to do, but he's put everything so well in motion that, to be honest, it's going to be fairly easy, I think, to take over. And, you know, it's a well-oiled machine. And the good thing is you've won this season, so pressure's off for next season. You've already proved. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, even if that hadn't happened, the pressure was always going to be off anyway because I'm taking vamps next season, so no intention of even coming close uh, to uh, okay. the playoffs. So it's a good fun season next season. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it means I can concentrate on um, commissioning. What Duncan has done in the previous seasons is play the new players, and I know there are some that I haven't played yet, so it'll be a nice opportunity to meet everybody and yeah. get to know everyone. Cool. Well, congratulations again. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm sure you'll be glad to see the back of the, the pink T-shirts. <laughs> yes, very much so. Hopefully someone else can be the quote-unquote champ next time. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. So with the final result in and his last act as commissioner now complete, Duncan was in a seemingly sombre mood. Despite saying he was relieved that he would be gaining his time back from running the league and doing all the admin stuff, I got the impression that handing over the reins to the fantastic thing that he had grown and nurtured into this wonderfully involved and passionate group of people was only just really settling in, and that he may indeed miss it after all. So Duncan, the league is all finished. Mm. Justin was indeed champ. He is indeed the champ. Yeah. After um, a late score in the 2-1. Yeah, last turn, second half. Uh, with this Soros. No, beg your pardon, Soros handed it off. To a skink. Uh, to the skink, who ran it in, and Chris couldn't do the one turn. Um, Justin had set up to defend against the one turn touchdown, and he had sidestep skinks on the line, so I think that's nigh on impossible. I could be wrong, but yeah, it was um, at that point, it was definitely Justin's game. So yeah, last game that I commissioned for the Leicester Blood Bowl League. Pretty, uh, pretty cool. How'd you feel? Yeah, good. I'm fucking relieved this time. <laughs> yeah, definitely relieved. As I've explained over the evening, I've put a lot of effort into it. The guys here put a lot of effort into it as well. They all come down every week. They, you know, update everything they need to update on the site. They turn up to the socials, so can't really do it without them. But I am relieved to finish this season on a high. Yeah. And you'll be playing next season? Um, yes. And won't have to worry about dealing with emails or no. admin? or. No. No, no admin on the site, no rolling skillets for people who'd forgot to roll skillets. <laughs> and no adjudicating on... Mom. No, none of that. So I'm still going to be downplaying, taking the human team, which I've developed while the season's been running. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, I'm looking forward to playing, for sure. Oh. And taking a bit of a break from having to deal with it. Cool. Well, it's been great to meet you. Yeah, Thank you very much for inviting me down. Pleasure. The final seems to have gone well on Facebook. Mm. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And there was a good few people who stayed behind to see the, yeah, the results. Yeah, this is the thing. It's great to see people stay behind and watch, because we all you know, appreciate each other's time that we put into it. So yeah, it's great to see everyone uh, staying and watching. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Take care. Cheers. I'd like to thank Duncan again for inviting me down to Leicester, but I'd also like to thank Adrian, Joe, Jip, Drew, Steve, Chris, Justin, Pete, J, 
Giles, William, Jess, Johnny, Andy, and of course, Liam, for speaking to me and contributing to this episode. And finally, I'd like to thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the latest instalment of my journey into Blood Bowl. Keep a lookout for episode five, which has been recorded and will be coming out soon, as well as a live streamed episode, which we are hoping to do on the 9th of November, which is our one year anniversary. So keep an eye out on social media for info on that, our tournament and any other upcoming events. But until we meet again, may the force be with you as you live long and prosper. Ta-ta for now. And then we reach one point. The shoe event horizon. The whole economy overbalances. Shoe shops outnumber every other kind of shop. It becomes economically impossible to build anything other than shoe shops. And bingo, I get to press a button again. Wait for permission. Now press the other button. Oh, right. Steve! Steve! Oh no, that's not Steve, that is Alan. Alan! Alan! Al! Alan! Alan! Does someone just say my name? You say Alan! Hey! 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 